Welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's where you can watch this show and all the shows. And also we have a very special Twitch feature for you coming up at 8.50 here on Chicago's Home for Sports. As we send it off to Shay, so a friend of mine who works in the sponsorship world is listening. He said... Cap, there is a rule, I believe it's an MLB rule, you cannot tie pouring rights, pouring as in beer, of anything alcoholic to a sponsorship is illegal. Teams buy the beer from the distributor at a wholesale price, they have a contract to be the sponsor, and then they can sell it back at the retail price. So the distributor makes it, makes their money back on the wholesale and he said, quick games will absolutely affect club revenue, 100%. What's your hurry, Cap? It's baseball. It's got no clock on it. Agreed. If I'm, Dude, I bought tickets to go out to day games at guaranteed rate. Mm-hmm. Sat there by myself and enjoyed it and watched the games. Had a good time. Would get a cold one. That's going to affect the White Sox revenue, the Cubs revenue, and everybody else. All right, here's Snorling. All right, boys, good morning. Uh, Hoodie, we are obviously headed to Indianapolis today for the NFL Combine. I think I've thought of a great name. Cap and I are riding together. I think I've thought of a great name for our drive. All right. Hashtag survive the drive. Oh, I like that. Survive the drive. What's it going to be like? Cap driving and you in the sidecar peppering him with your takes. How's that going to work? He's going to put his AirPods in, and I'm going to just ignore him. Yeah, he's going to have yacht luck, and I'll have... A litany of podcasts, and then eventually Carmen and Yurko. <laughs> okay, I just want you guys to be there and be safe yeah, and not punch each other. That's the question. Shot or no shot, Cap and I make it to Indianapolis. I think eventually uh, that's a shot, but... I will make it to Indianapolis. That's a shot. I'm not sure you're going to. Oh, man. You're going to just dump them someplace? Get out! In Anderson, Indiana? You're going to just drop them someplace? Like a second-year GM that hasn't done enough for him, he says, Get out! I'm going to say, Get out! <laughs> You just gonna throw him out of the car? Yeah, but Rensselaer. <laughs> hey, here's some history for you. Here's where the Bears used to be. Bears trained right there, and the BC High School All American Camp, where Shaq went, was right there at St. Joseph's College. Get out. So that's a shot. You guys will make it. I just don't know how. I will live tweet through this at Shane Orling. Hashtag survive the drive. It'll be great content. All right. All right, let's get started with the rest of Shot or No Shot. Everything was looking up for the Cubs and Seiya Suzuki would put on supposedly 20 pounds of muscle. I know Cap always thinks that's a fabrication. Uh, He altered his approach at the plate, and he was ready to recruit Shohei Otani at the World Baseball Classic. Now Suzuki was scratched from all three of the Cubs spring games so far. He's withdrawn from the World Baseball Classic with an oblique injury. David Ross and Suzuki are scheduled to talk this morning, but Shot or No Shot shots we should be concerned about his opening day status yeah until we hear differently and see him back on the floor absolutely that's a shot oblique i've done that it sucks and i'm not in major league baseball shape yeah it sucks that's scary yeah i would say that is a a shot as well especially based on the hype around suzuki Right, I mean, all this talk about how he's going to be a difference maker for the team, and 
R- rookie of the year. That didn't work out. Hey, Roy, how's it going? Yeah, I guess not. How's it going? It's going where I'm not winning the rookie of the year. That's how it's going. Right. You're hoping that he's the guy. He's going to be the carrot on the stick that gets Otani around here, right? Right, but I was counting on them bonding during the World ba- Baseball Classic. Uh-huh. Hey, buddy, let's get some dinner. I want to talk to you. None of that's going to happen. Yes, that's exactly right. I don't like that. All right. Well, they can still be able to communicate, text, talk. They'll find a way to have a conversation. I hope. Yeah. And so, because I can't wait for that $750 million bill that the Cubs will pay to be able to have Otani on the team. Seven fifty. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's not going to $750 million. Oh, yes, it will. Okay. I, 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 here's why. Here's how I know. <laughs> you know that the salaries are going up when Machado's like, yeah, you know that uh, deal I signed? Yeah, that's null and void. It's an old deal now. I need you to rip that up. Mopped it out. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah, you see what Harper's making? See what this guy's making? See, yeah, that, that whole contract? Yeah, that's old now. I'm opting out. Who does that? Machado does that. It's going to go up and up and up because the owners don't know how to stop, man. Especially these new young owners in here. I think these aggressive owners. I think he gets... I'm going to say 475 to 500 million. And you're getting two players for that price if we want to be really accurate here. Yes. Getting a number 1 starter and I'm getting a beast of a bat. Yep. DH little left, little first. Man, Shay, he's going to be a great Padre. He's going to be an awesome Cub. Shay all right, I want to bring back a piece of audio we got yesterday. Great Adam met. Schefter told us about how hectic things could get for the Bears around the number one pick. Listen to this. When you look at the draft and the possibilities that are out there, we have the Texans at two, mm-hmm. the Colts at four, the Seahawks at five, the Raiders at seven, Falcons at eight, Panthers at nine. One, two, three, four, five. That's six teams in the top ten that you could make an argument will not be or could use help at the quarterback position. Six teams. So the Bears have the number one pick and really don't have a need a quarterback. I mean, I know there's talk about Justin Fields. I'm not buying. I think he's their guy. They just have to surround him with the right people. And so if you don't have a glaring needed quarterback, and they don't, and the Texans, Colts, Seahawks, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, all have quarterback questions over the long term, uh, you, you, you could have potentially – you know, a feeding frenzy for that number one overall pick creates an incredible situation for that organization and a chance to recoup a lot of these picks and to really stock up for the future. And that, that's what this is about right now. All right, so we have a feeding frenzy from Adam Schefter. One NFL executive told Dan Weeder in the Tribune, teams need quarterbacks and teams will almost certainly fall in love with one of these guys. Mm-hmm. So shot or no shot, all Poles needs to do is not force the issue and he's going to fleece somebody. Oh, that's a shot. That's a shot. I would hope. Yeah, that's a shot. Again, it was Matt Miller from ESPN and Courtney that wrote an article that detailed what they are hearing from executives that the Bears could get in a trade. Those trades are not like fleecings. They're solid trades. Really good. I was listening to Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, and they were both exercising caution. Just slow down. Let this play out. Let somebody rock it up the draft board and then try and get the fleecing. Mm -hmm. So I hope that that's how things work out. I don't see a scenario where there's a trade going down this week. I don't. Unless somebody calls up. I think Sylvie said somebody calls up and goes, okay, here you go. Here's 15,000 picks. I want it today. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do it. 
but I don't think that's going to happen until the medicals, guys are throwing. You get the Alabama Pro Day is, I think, March 15, and I think the Georgia Pro Day is right around it. Correct. So Jalen Carter's not working out at the Combine. Bryce Young's not throwing at the Combine, I don't believe. I think you're going to have Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and C.J. Stroud all throw at the Combine. So... The biggest thing I look at, Cap, is from Ryan Pohl's standpoint is if you're going to make a deal, look at the organizations you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think of Nick Casario from Houston, you just know ownership is bad. It's bad. It's just, you know, you have this, um, this, this running treadmill of head coaches. You keep hiring and firing. So when you do that, it shows you your organization isn't very good. That's number one, especially post to Sean Watson. It just isn't going the right direction. So the Cardinals are in this, too. We keep skipping them. The Cardinals are part of this conversation. Carolina's part of this conversation as far as ownership. You could deal with bad teams. They'll give you whatever it takes because they just want to turn it around. They just want butts and seats. Mm-hmm. There was a time where you and I were watching the NFL where some teams were so bad that their games would be blacked out because fans wouldn't come. Correct. So now you could see all the games. But the point is, though, is that for organizations like the Colts that just can't can't get right. Mm-hmm. And adding these veteran quarterbacks, trying to piecemeal it together, and it doesn't work. Same thing with Houston being bad, Carolina going the wrong direction. Try to fleece those teams that are desperate. Agree. with them first. You think Houston's any good? They're going to get a new quarterback. Will that organization going to be any good? You can make a case that Houston has some parts that are better than the Bears. No okay, question. Fine. Okay, fine. But your organization's bad. Correct. Now, giving a six-year contract to D'Amico Ryans and everybody said that was a magnificent... He turned Denver down. They offered him the Denver job before Sean Payton took it. And he said, no, I'm good in Houston. He played there. It sounds like they're turning the corner. They got rid of that goofball that was running the organization. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name. But they fired him and they said, everything is better now in Houston. Shay. All right, I read something this morning in the Sun-Times about Gavin Sheets. The headline, Gavin Sheets brings an edge and power bat to the White Sox. The quote in the, in the uh, article here, Sheets said uh, with last year as motivation, quote, there's always an edge with last year. So my question for you, shot or no shot, a player bringing an edge is the worst cliche in sports. If, if Brooks Boyer could exercise that out of the lexicon for the White Sox, he would. Edge does not bring people to the ballpark. Why? does. Brooks played with an edge. I watched Brooks play. The 19, Brooks played with an edge. 1940s? I think he was in the 37 <laughs> Notre Dame team. I watched him play at Notre Dame. Uh-huh. He wasn't the most gifted guy. Sorry, Brooks. He was a good uh. player, but he wasn't like, oh, my God, a five-star. But that guy was an irritant. If you were a DePaul fan like me, you hated playing against that guy. Understand. He was like Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. You know, get up and guard. And he played with an edge. You understand the point, though. You can't talk about it. You have to showcase it. I mean, the, the article with Daryl Van Scowen saying Gavin Sheets brings an edge. I, what does that mean? What, do you mean? what edge? It's a cliche. What does That's, it mean? I, it's something I'm tired of hearing, and we hear it all the time. X player brings an edge. It doesn't mean anything. It's, to me, one of the worst cliches in sports. Okay, so... What are some other cliches? Like, this guy gained 30 pounds of muscle in the offseason. No, he actually didn't because you, your season ended in early October. It's February. It's impossible to gain 30 pounds of muscle. Can you lose a bunch of fat? Yes, 100%. Can you gain a little bit of good weight? 
Yes, absolutely. 30 pounds or Jonathan's in the best shape of his life. Okay, then I want to know why the hell you were a fat ass for the last four years of your career. Why didn't you take it serious? Because I was uh, going to bed at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning working nights. I wasn't nights. talking about oh, you. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's Every year we hear in the draft, we never thought that guy was going to be there when we picked. All of our mocks, he was never available. We're elated to get him at this pick. Mm-hmm. You could write the same article every year. I think that one big cliche for me is sports radio callers saying, "So and Cap, this gets on Gap too. It gets all over Cap when it's so and so is a great player, some guy that just got into the league or someone's been around for a couple of years. So and so is a great player." Right. We use the word "great" so frequently it's embarrassing. We say it way too often. So and so is a great player. Oh, uh, he's great. Hall no, of Famer? he's actually not great. He's Hall a Famer? very good prospect. Yes. So and so is a great player. Yeah. That I think that that's. You have to know good from great. Correct. Because here's what happens. Gavin Sheets brings an edge, which says, okay, he's going to be a a solid player for the White Sox. And Mm -hmm. then what if he's not? Mm -hmm. Then where's the edge then? See, that's the point. That's why it's it's an overvalued statement. Some of our Twitchers weighing in with cliches. Butterface says plays with a chip on his shoulder, one of the worst. Uh, Daffy B says marathon, not a sprint. Uh And then we've got uh, uh, People's Champ 1973. The Bears have no talent. Awful cliche. He just doesn't obviously understand what their roster looks like then. People's champ, you mean? Whatever his handle is. 73 he was. Not People's champ, 73. I don't look at that. That what? Comment box. <laughs> I don't. I'm happy they have it. Now you guys can all get all the stuff and yeah. Shay imparts it on it. Yes. It's good for the show. I ain't on there. All right, more in our comment box. ADD. All right, come in our, more to come in our comment box here as we get a chance to go around the National Football League, Cap. And then still to come, Albert Breer will be with us every Tuesday at 835. He will join us with his thoughts about the Bears and the NFL. All part of the mix on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Cap and J-Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Go around the National Football League here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Shane Orange. All right, no other place to start than this from the uh, Nielsen and the NFL. Total viewing audience based on a custom survey from Nielsen for Super Bowl 57, approximately 200 million viewers. 60% of people in the United States watched Super Bowl 57. This is approximately a 9% increase compared with the 183 million unique viewers initially reported earlier this month. Jay Moore, is there anyone in your family that did not watch the Super Bowl? It's got to be some. Is there someone? Because I want to know. In fifty-six percent of the country, you said, right? Sixty percent of the country. Sixty. But the other forty. I would say probably some of my nieces and nephews, the kids. What about Rihanna? Did they tune in at least for that? Yes, the nieces did. That counts too, though. Yeah. Even though it's part of the game, even though they didn't watch like 
touchdowns or whatever. Right. They just watched her performance and they went back to doing their thing. My cousin did the same thing. Like she's on the computer talking to somebody, and Ariana just like is like, okay, let me check out Rihanna. All right, that's all I need. I'm back to the computer. I aming people or whatever she's doing. So I mean, think about sixty percent of the country. Cap. Two hundred million. That's moon landing ratings. It's it's insane to think about it. And I said to Shay at the break. Okay, so they're charging seven million for a thirty second spot, and then they say it's usually about a million, depending if you use a star or not. In creative, so let's assume the budget's ten million to reach that kind of audience. That's a drop in the bucket for United Airlines or McDonald's or whoever it is. Crazy cap, two hundred million. I mean, this is now that you're at home during Bears games. I just want you to put the Bears game on, and then put on ESPN. And so I want you to watch the white flag programming. I guess the NFL. There is it's just a waving a white flag. ESPN, like NBC during the day. You're not going to waste a good game against that. <laughs> Nothing beats the NFL, man. That is an amazing number, Shay. Think about it. Now again, we can say, "Oh, it's gambling. It's fancy." No, people actually enjoy watching football on Sundays. It is amazing. It's incredible. I just looked it up. According to Nielsen ratings, it's estimated 31 million people in the United States watched the moon landing. That's a lower percentage of the population than would have watched the Super Bowl earlier this month. Yes. The Super Bowl is bigger in this country (laughs) than the moon landing was. Is that the first one you're reading there? Yeah. The first one? Apollo 11 moon landing remains one of the most watched, but it was 31 million people in the United States. Obviously more watched globally. Yes. Yes. And, Cap, you know when I say that, that's like the old cliche. Like, that was the number one thing. Like, someone's going to, a man's on the moon, everyone's going to watch, right? Correct. That's the old cliche of, hey, that's moon landing ratings. Or who shot JR ratings. Yeah. But that was the most popular TV episode ever. I think the end of, the last of MASH. Yep. Who shot JR? Who shot JR? And then, yeah, in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And then there was one other program, I'm trying to remember what it was, and The Fugitive, way back in the day. Yes. And now it's it, football takes is boss. Can't fight it, man. It's crazy. All right, what else do you have, Shay? All right, we got to start with uh, Carson Wentz, who was released by the Commanders. Uh, Jay Moore asked me this morning, "What about him as a Bears backup?" Oh, that's a no shot. That's a no shot. Yeah, that's a no shot. First of all, he's a jackass in the room. Nobody <laughs> likes him. All right. And I want a guy who plays like Justin. Like Tyler Huntley is to Lamar Jackson, I want a guy that you run the same system. I don't want Andy Dalton backing up Justin Fields. Here's one for you, Shay. You ready? Carson Wentz, successful career, not successful career, based on how much he's made. Bagman, all-time bagman. Do you see? Do you know how much he's made, Cap? Go to go to your spot rack there and. You'd be amazed how much money that man has made. So that's why I'm asking the question. Successful career, not successful career for Carson Wentz. An all-time coach killer, by the way. $128.6 million for his career. Jeez. <laughs> to be a bum. Successful? Un- okay, he's not a bum. Uh-oh. You get to the National Football League... He's not a bum. We don't do that on this show. He was a bum in the NFL. He was I not a bum. I do that. He was not a great player. He tore his knee up when he was going to win an MVP. You're not a bum. Bum. 
You know what? He is. He walked into Jacksonville as a 17-point favorite through three interceptions and lost his team a playoff spot. Do you know what you are? Bum. Do that on your show on the weekend, then. Don't <laughs> do it on this show. show. No. You're not calling guys bums on this show. We're not. Not doing that. You sure you guys are going to be able to be okay going to Indianapolis? No. Because he's going to say bum, and then you're going to wear We're off the road. We're not doing that. You're, you get to the big leagues. B-U-M, bum. No, he was not a bum this, in that game. I'm serious. We're not doing that on this show. We are not calling guys bums that make it to the professional ranks. I'm happy for him. He's probably a great guy. Bum in that game. Oh. Lost his team a spot in the playoffs. So, so success or not success, would you say, for Carson Wentz? I mean, he's... I think he would tell you he's underachieved with the ability that he had. He had an unfortunate injury, and it, he made a lot of money if that's your standard, but he did not achieve the success that he thought he was going to achieve as a player. I would say success because you kept getting um, paid. You kept being in different uniforms. Underachieved as a player, yes, but paid, absolutely. You keep going. Hey, it's the whole thing. It's like the radio career, right? You'll stop going in the studio when people stop calling you. When people stop calling you in. Right. Pretty much. But if you're not pulling ratings and you're not a good guy, people hate being around you. You're not a good teammate. You have a lot of issues. People, oh, God, you're fighting with everybody. At some point, people are going to go, we're done. Yep. They'll put up with more if you're producing. All right. Russell Wilson. Here, I, I know what I'll call him. Beer League softball player. Kyle, uh, sorry, the Freudian slip almost went all the way. Carson Wentz, Beer League softball player. Oh, Shay. Jets are zeroing <laughs> in on Geno Smith per Dove Kleiman as their quarterback for next season. Geno Smith. Again? To the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. First reported by Albert Breer, who's going to join us in 10 minutes. Okay. So what is Seattle doing at quarterback? Drafted one of these guys? I think they're going to get Geno re-signed, personally. I don't think he ends up with the Jets. I think he had success in Seattle. I think they get him re-signed. So they don't have a plan? They'll probably draft somebody to develop behind him, but I think they're going to sign him. I think he's staying in... That is my prediction. He will stay in Seattle. I don't think he's the long-term, oh-my-God, franchise quarterback, but he had a very good year. So at uh, at five, you would not draft one, right? Depends who's on the board. What's yeah. the cost for me to go up? Mm-hmm. Because you got to figure this out. Post Russell Wilson, you got to figure out. First of all, it was amazing to see Seattle go. What was it, Shade nine seven and one? It made the playoffs, or the second place in that division. So with Geno, it's the greatest career, the greatest season he's had in his career, which is awesome. But can he show that to me again? And I don't know the answer to that question. It's a great question. I, I, mean, think they, I think they get a developmental quarterback at some point here. Maybe it's Tanner McKee from Stanford in the second round. Maybe it's Joey Porter Jr., the corner from Penn State. Good second, player. Second generation, right? Yeah. Monster. Good player. All right, what else do we have, Shay? How about this from Todd McShay talking about Bryce Young? He said, if I were an NFL GM, I would be scared to death of drafting Bryce Young. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, Mike Renner, who's a very, very good follow on social media from Pro Football Focus, hearing from a source in Indianapolis, a possible number one overall pick, Bryce Young, 
quote, may not be very big, like may have measured and weighed in smaller than they thought. Wow, massive shakeup at the top of the draft could happen if true. That's what he said. Well, Cap, what I always tell you about the quarterback position, he got to look the part. Like you got as mu- to. As much as, as you were talking about Anthony Richardson, I'm just telling you as a college football fan, and ask Shea if you don't believe me, it just it seemed, and again, you're probably talking to the wrong person when it comes to draft this time of year because I look at it through college eyes. I never know what it's going to look like on the next level unless they're complete difference makers. Shea, you tell me because we watch so much college football. I could guess what a guy's going to be on the next level. I know what they are in college. Yeah, Anthony Richardson was just okay to me in college. I've been wrong before. Like Justin Herbert, I did not think was going to pan out. I was out. completely He's wrong been about that. Great. Yep. He was just a turnover machine at Oregon. And, yep. I'm, and I'm just thinking there's no way that's going to pan out for it. It did. Anthony Richardson, like I'm a simple person when it comes to the draft. Everybody's going to talk themselves into 6'4", 240, huge guy, speed, strong arm. But the accuracy is not great. You're talking yourself into Josh Allen. Maybe that's just the one of one. Like, the question for me is, can you play football or not? Have we seen you play good football? If yes, great. We can probably draft you. If we're just going to obsess over the measurables, then I don't think that matters as much. Yeah, go ahead. Guys have gone to this combine, and they know how to game the system. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a trainer yesterday who trains NFL guys. And he said, we know exactly how to get their 40 time down to as fast as we can possibly make them. If they're all in on diet and weightlifting and everything else, there are certain ways that they run with their hands and with the way their knees go. He said, we can game the system. And then we can train them on how many reps they can get at 225 and then the cone drill and the this drill. But he said, in the end, can you play football? Nope. You have the heart when you get knocked down repeatedly and you're hurting in the fourth quarter. That you can't measure. That's the question. Albert Breer on the NFL next on Cap and J Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and J Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Hello. Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins Captain Jay Hood. Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. Well, what do you mean I'm it? We well, see, that's the game. I just tag you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. What bird is it? Every Tuesday at 835, we get a chance to talk to Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com. He joins Cap and Jay Hood right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Good morning, Albert. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, you know what's up. Hey, the Combine's here. Cap and I will be there tomorrow broadcasting live. And so, you know the latest. No, you guys are going to be here. Of We're course. coming down this afternoon, and we would officially like to invite you tonight to dinner at St. Elmo's. Really? Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, but you're paying, of course. <laughs> Actually, Danny's How paying. How long are you guys going to be down here for? Till tomorrow night. I guess it's an easy drive, right? So Piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the Bears are the bell of the ball, as you well know, at the number one pick. What are you hearing about the Bears and what they could be doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've been relatively consistent with you guys on this. Like, I think all along this is 
Um, you know, been you know the likelihood um, that they would uh, that they would hold on to Justin Fields for at least another year um, and give him another year and trade the number one overall pick. And you know, the more you talk to people, the more it looks like that pick is going to have considerable value, which you know you would think only further motivates them to to move the pick. Um, now, what's going to be interesting to me is like how they use it, you know. And I think what's intriguing about this year's draft class is that. You know, you have, I would say, um, depending on who you talk to, and if you take the quarterbacks out of it, you know, maybe a half dozen guys um, who are in that first group. And then when you get down to, like, the 10th, 11th, 12th pick, there's a cliff. And, you know, like, once you get there, it's like, is there a big difference between the 12th pick and the 40th pick? So what that means, you know, if you've got the first pick and you're looking to move it is you have some flexibility to move further down and pick up more capital but there may be a limit to it. So, you know, I, I guess the question becomes, would you rather go down to four and you still have a chance at, say, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, um, or would you rather go down to nine? I think that's the Panthers, right? Would you rather go down to nine mm-hmm. and wind up with, much, with, with, with a lot more picks and maybe a, a slightly um, less highly thought of prospect in the first round? So um, I think it's, it's going to be really, really interesting, and it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan, Ryan Poles mobilizes pretty quick to move that pick. Um, there is some history for it, too, and that, you know, when the RG3 trade happened, this is 11 years ago now, holy crap, <laughs> 11 years yeah. ago now, um, you know, that, that trade happened a week after the combine. So let's talk about some of these prospects because, you know, Vegas is rarely wrong. We all like to go to Vegas and have a good time, but they build those beautiful buildings on our money. And right now, they say the fastest rising guy in the draft to go number one overall is Anthony Richardson. Do you believe that? Yeah, I don't think Anthony Richardson is going first overall. It's a fun idea. Um, And look, like I think there's definitely a lot of intrigue there because if you watch him, um, you know, I you look at and you're like, my God, you know, like his size, the way he can flick his wrist and put the ball 50 yards downfield. Um, you know, obviously the mobility, you see some of the long runs he broke off in Florida. And if you watch just a highlight tape of him, you're like, wow, this guy absolutely could be the first overall pick. The, the, the problem is what's in between, you know, and how long it might take you to get to enough of those sorts of plays to put together that highlight tape. Um, so, you know, I think that's the thing is it, 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 the similarity to Josh Allen here is that um, there is there are a lot of tools and a lot of pieces. They're just not all put together yet. And you know, are you willing to maybe sacrifice a whole year throwing him out there and letting him take his lumps, knowing that the reward could be really great on the other end? And and by the way, guys, like we compare every guy like this. Like Levis has got some of this some of these comparisons too. Every guy who has great tools whose performance hasn't quite measured up to those tools yet. We're, we compare every one of those guys to Josh Allen now. The truth is, like, there are a lot more guys like, you know, say Blaine Gabbert that don't make it and a, a lot less guys than, like, Josh Allen that do. Albert Breer with us here on Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We found out that Carson Wentz is no longer a Washington commander. Would you consider Carson Wentz's career a success or a failure, Albert? I mean, it depends on what your bar is, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was a pretty significant part of a Super Bowl champion. 
Um, you know, he almost won an MVP award. I believe he finished second in voting that year. Um, you know, he he accomplished a bunch of things. So if you're looking at, at it on balance and saying, did he have a, a good NFL career if this is it, you know, and it's like he's only played seven years, um, then, I mean, comparatively against other players, yeah, he had a pretty good career. If you're if you're talking about did he live up to being the second pick in the draft and you know what the Eagles did to go and get him, then no, <laughs> you know. So I think it's sort of a moving target, and it's sort of a good case study in how um, in how we we assess these guys, you know, because so much of it is based on a guy's draft position and how he comes into the league and what we think of him when he comes into the league. And so, you know, he didn't live up to everything that you know we thought he was going to be when he was drafted or, you know, what he was his first couple of years in the league. But he still had a good, solid career if this is it. And, you know, I know that there are a fair amount of people out there that think he's going to have trouble finding work now because he, I think he's sort of being awkward fit anywhere as a backup. You know, if he's not going to be your starter, it's sort of like, you know, Cam Newton, I think, was sort of like this too, like where it's like, for and for different reasons, but like where like it's just hard to envision the guy being at, being, being, being a backup someplace just, seems like it would be an awkward fit. Okay, when you make it in this profession, it means everybody is aggregating your stuff. You are as dialed in as anybody, and I'm seeing everybody, everywhere I look, aggregating what you said, that the Jets are seriously going to look at Geno Smith. Yeah, I didn't say that. Okay, so that's what's being (laughs) tweeted all around. Yeah, so what what, what happened was, I mean, I, I wrote, so the Jets are considering all of their options. The Jets are uh, like literally checking into everything, right? So they go and they have a visit with Derek Carr. <clears throat> and um, this was, what, two weekends ago now, right? So they leave that basically with an understanding that Derek wants to go and look at his options and Derek wants to go investigate other teams. And the Jets were sort of waiting on the Aaron Rodgers thing and they were looking at all of their options at quarterback. And so when I wrote that, I, I believe I said something like, they're going to look at Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek. Carr. They're going to look at Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, and even the idea of bringing back Geno Smith. I said they're going to look at it. I didn't say that. Like, it got plucked as if this was like you know like something that's like part of their offseason plan. Like to, that they're going to go and make a run at him. They're just going. To, they're, they're just. It was just sort of an illustration of how they're looking at all the different options, and that would be one of them. All right, so again, we got that straight, Albert. We got to put that on. that down, but like you know, <laughs> there, there are all all these Twitter accounts. I'm telling you, man. Like, if you don't see a link to something I wrote or a video of something I said attached to it, be very skeptical of the context in which those things are presented. All right. Uh, lastly, I know that in Indianapolis, you've heard some things. What have you been hearing? It's not on your phone, but I know you've been hearing things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say. You know, I, I think we're going to have um, – I think this is going to be a really interesting week as far as the quarterback movement goes. And I, I think one thing that's really – one thing to me that, that, that's going to be fascinating here, like we know like if Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded, he'll find a home. And we know like the Lamar Jackson thing's going to have to play itself out on the fran- which franchise tag they put on him. So those are the big dominoes. The second-level quarterback market, I, you know, I think that there are some nervous people here. You, you see these, throw, these big numbers being thrown around, whether it's $45 million for Daniel Jones or $35 million for Derek Carr. And, um, you know, I, I know there are some teams that are suspicious that, that, the, that some of these quarterbacks are working together. 
And, um, you know, where teams are constantly colluding, maybe some of it's happening on the other side now, where they're trying to price fix and saying, like, here's what the market should be for us. And it's, 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 it's what, what I think is really going to be interesting about that is there is no real template for, like, a second-level quarterback contract. They're all, like, you know, $40 million a year or more or, like, you know, backup quarterback, backup contracts. So how that all resolves itself with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Daniel Jones and, um, and Geno Smith is, is going to be really, really interesting over the next few weeks. Albert, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We'll see you at dinner. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, all right. It is uh, Albert Breer with us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Black and Abdallah left a drink behind last night, and Shay's going to try it. Next on Cap and J Hood. Welcome back to Cap and J Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. The Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in with us here on this uh, Tuesday morning. Great conversation with Albert Breer. But now we have Shay Norlane, the executive producer of Cap and Jay Hood, in with us. Move a little bit to the, to the right, closer to, to Cap, because everyone everyone to see this on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ES1000 Chicago. So tell me, uh, what, what's going on with... Um, with Black and Abdallah here, they had something a bit going on last night. Well, I didn't listen to their show live, but yeah. I I saw on the podcast this morning, available on the ESPN Chicago app, wherever you get your podcasts, that they tried Peepsy, and I didn't know what Peepsy was, so I googled it, Peepsy. and it's Peeps flavored Pepsi. Now, at first, I thought this was like you take a Peeps and you drop it into a, and it just fizzes around the peep. Right, that's what I thought. But then Cap comes in, he hands me this 2023 limited edition. Pepsi and Peepsy, Peeps. It's Peepsy is the nickname, and it's fitting because it looks like a can of pee. Okay, <laughs> with this color. Well, it is true. Uh, and by the way, if your pee does look like that, see a doctor. Yeah, you got uh, issues. Just drink more water. You don't need to see a doctor. If your pee's like this, just drink some water. I mean, you want to check in. Maybe there's a. All right, topic. There we go. So he's going to open up now. For those that don't know, Peeps is a candy usually around Easter time, and they're. I, I don't. I've I had one when I was younger. I hated them. Yeah, they're like spongy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it. marshmallow coated in like food colored sugar. Okay, and that's mixed with a regular Pepsi. I believe so. I think that's what we got here. Again, okay. I didn't listen to Black and Abdallah last night. I saw they posted this on their podcast, and then Cap came in and handed this can to me. So I figured, what the hell? It so was sitting right where my I put my iPad and my stuff. So I'm like, here, Shay. Okay. Now, so, I hope this doesn't make me a gas because, you know, I have to ride with Cap. We have to survive the drive. <laughs> okay. So. I got to watch what's going on. I don't want to stink ah! up his car. <laughs> Nasty. God. Nasty. So, Someone's got the green apple steps there. I'm, before you taste it, I am just checking. People did some reviews on it. All right. Some are, oh. Others are like, hmm, not bad. Now is so, this going to be like pilk? What, when I did the oh boy, that was the brutal. Pepsi and milk because that actually wasn't bad. Some of the reviews were terrible. Some of the reviews were really good. It was just fine. And then we remember Cap after the show. We remember people telling us this was a thing on Laverne and Shirley, and I I could not remember that as someone that watched old school I TV. Those shows. I didn't remember that. All right, Shay. So again, watch us on Twitch. Let's see the reaction. Twitch.tv forward slash ES went down in Chicago. What does Pepsi taste like? I imagine this is going to be fine. Takes a swig. 
That's not bad. Tastes like vanilla Coke. Oh, that's not bad. Might be the last thing Pepsi wants to hear. But it does taste like vanilla Coke a little bit. There you go. Or vanilla Pepsi. Is Uh, there vanilla Pepsi? I don't think that's as well known if there is. I mean, look. So not so not as bad as you thought. Again, candy and pop. Well, what's that the, like that? Right, it's sugar in my soda. Oh no, I don't see what the problem would be. <laughs> yeah, well, just well, it's just that you don't want it to be a taste that was foul, but it tastes like it seemed like it's okay. It's pretty good, to be honest. I'm glad it's in this small of a can though, because if they put it in the regular sized can, it would probably give you a heart attack. Yeah, here's at Walmart. You can get the eight pack of the little bottles that Pepsi Vanilla. Might have to try that. I wonder if it tastes the same as this. Because this really, I got to tell you, it's vanilla Coke. And that's not bad, You want a sip? I know you're not a fan of sharing the can. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I don't want any of that drink and the fact that you've had your mouth on it. No shot. Mm. I'm going to pass. Thank you. So how about that, Jay Moore? It passes the taste test. Cap, can he take it with him on the trip? He could take that with him. What can I not take with me? Are we going to make it through this, you and I? That's up to you. I got the keys and I got the vehicle. Mm-hmm. We've already gotten into a couple spats on the air today. Yeah. I am getting nervous that at some point when we're in a remote area, like in the windmill farm, yes. he's going to reach over, unclip yeah. the seatbelt, open the door, and I'm gone. That's yeah. Get it. out. I'll find you on the side of the road. I'll be behind you guys. I'll be a heap. I got you. <laughs> Hoodie will rescue me. I got you. Don't worry. I'm right, right behind you. The Florida plates, for whatever reason. Uh, but, the uh, car but has Florida. Never mind. Never mind. Nonetheless, wow. nonetheless, I just think that it is great that that passes the test. And by the way, this is going to be just seasonal, I'm sure. Just seasonal. This will probably be done by April, right? Well, yeah, so, it's an Easter thing, right? I think it's gotta so. Be. Well, isn't the Shamrock Shake? Didn't I just see a, something online that the Shamrock Shake's back till through St. Patrick's Day? Did you tell me you saw that in Jamaica? Yes. You did tell me that. I did. I don't know. I got that from someplace. Is McRib a regular thing? I, I don't no, eat it's, that food. It's, it's a temporary item. And it's horrendous. Nobody should get that. McRib? Yeah, awful. It's not real. Like, if you're going to get ribs, don't go to McDonald's. For the love of God, go anywhere else in the world. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you saw the email just came across that uh, McDonald's is going to be uh, uh, having uh, lunch upstairs. Uh, oh, listen, uh, the noon. McRib, yeah. it's the best. Yeah. You need to go get the McRib while it's on the menu. You sure? That's Shout out to the sponsors. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to be coming up and they're going to be serving lunch today. So it should be fun, Shay. The one that you shouldn't get. McDonald's, honestly, uh-huh. it's one of the better. I was reading this this morning. Yeah. It almost made Shot or No Shot ah. the best fast food sandwiches. Ah. And the Big Mac was like seventh out of the nine. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, McDonald's, one of the top-notch fast food places. <laughs> Just the McRib, I'm out. What a turnaround. How fast was that, Cap? Fast. All within the same segment. Backpedal. <laughs> hey, I learned it from the best. <laughs> Not me. Oh, oh, oh all right. In two minutes, we get a chance to talk a little bit about what is going on uh, with the excitement that we have about the Bears in their offseason. That's in two minutes right here on Chicago's Home for Sports.